I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Today, it's time to talk about the Magic's other all-star, because we've talked so much about Paolo Bancaro. It's time to dissect Franz Wagner and where he has taken his steps forward, plus building a foundation to get us on Christmas next year. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on magic today is december 25th as i'm recording this and publishing this it will be december 26 2023 soon enough my name is philip ross i'm the expert insight editor over at orlando magic daily.com of course find me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic how franz has taken a step back in order to take some steps forward we'll dissect franz wagner's shooting numbers and show why he is finally doing the things a lot of Magic fans have been wanting him to do. Maybe not in exactly the way they wanted him to do it. We'll get to that coming up here. Plus, we'll talk about how the Magic are building their foundation as we look ahead to the trade deadline. And why the Magic should play on Christmas Day next year. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us. Whether it's first thing in the morning. Whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Don't forget, as well, the Orlando Magic take on the Washington Wizards tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, as the Magic tried to get continue this win streak, they, they came home for Christmas. They're out to D.C. today. Uh, we'll, we'll see if the Magic can keep their strong record against sub-500 teams alive and well. They can catch every play of the Orlando Magic's hometown broadcast with the Series XM app on the SXM app. Search for Magic today. Everyone is disappointed with Franz Wagner this season. That, I mean, let's be real. Um, Franz Va- Franz has not quite been the player we all hoped he'd be. And look, it's not that he's playing poorly, and I'm going to explain why in a minute. It's it's that he set a very high bar for himself. And look, I, I've been sitting here saying, like, don't worry about Franz. Franz is going to be good. Franz is going to be fine. He and Paolo Bancaro are both going through the natural growing pains of players trying to figure out how to lead their teams and be stars in this league. It ain't easy, folks. It is not easy. And, and these guys are so young, they're so successful already, there's a lot of work to do. No doubt about it. There is a lot of work for them to do and a lot more work that they're going to do as the year progresses, as things progress for for this group and for this team. But, of course, uh, but of course, um, we all want Franz to be at this super-duper level. And there's no doubt about it, his shot has sucked this year. No matter how you slice it, no matter how you bake it down, no matter how you try to cut it up, there is just not an area where Franz has been more efficient this year than he was last year. And yeah, that's a problem. 
because a we know this Magic team struggles offensively, and now they're you know one of their heaviest usage players is struggling to hit shots. Not only that, we know the Magic don't have a lot of three point shooting, and so Fra- Franz Wagner represents one of their best and most reliable three point shooters, and he's a sub thirty percent three point shooter this year. So look, all of Franz's numbers are up this year. 20.3 points per game, 5.8 rebounds per game, and 3.9 assists per game. That is a career season. Those are all career best numbers. He is also having his least efficient shooting season of his career, shooting 45.6% from four, 27.4% from beyond the arc, but with 4.8 three-point attempts. He's made just two of his last 25 three-point attempts this season. It's a problem. But I am here to tell you that just because Franz has taken some steps back in these areas, and look, he's not going to get much rest this summer. He is going to play in the Olympics, and luckily Germany doesn't have to do any qualifying tournaments. So just going, they'll just be going straight to to Paris uh, for games. They're going to play the U.S. in, in an exhibition game in in, in in London, I believe. Um, he's going to have a busy summer again. Whatever is causing his shot to just be flat or just not work, he's got time to fix it, and we know that he can do it. But I want to point out that Franz Wagner is doing a lot of the things that Magic fans have been complaining about forever. Now, I know I have sat here at this table and said, hey, I hear everyone saying Franz is not getting enough shots or he's not assertive enough in the offense and said, well, he's still second on the team in field goal attempts. I agree with you, but let's not pretend like this isn't a small tweak and not a big one. Here's the, here, here are the numbers, though. Franz is shooting a career-high 16.5 field goal attempts per game. That's more than two field goals per game than he took last year. Certainly some of that is because Markel Fultz has been out. But he is doing kind of star-level production. He's got a career-high 25.5% usage rate. His free-throw attempts are up 4.7 per game this year from 4 per game last year. So again, almost another extra trip to the foul line. According to tracking data from Second Spectrum, Wagner is averaging 12 drives per game. That's when you go from at least 20 feet to the basket to 10 feet to the basket, uh, according to Second Spectrum. That's only that's second on the team, only behind Paolo Banker. If you're looking, and we're going to talk about this in a bit, in a minute here, if you're looking for kind of the overall thesis of this team, it's Franz and Paolo driving this bus, and they are. Bank, uh, Wagner, for his credit, is shooting 50.6% on these drives and scoring 8.8 points per game off these drives. That's the most on the team, by the way. He's adding 1.1 assists per game off those drives as well. Last year, he was only at 10.8 drives per game and 49.7% shooting for 7.2 points per game. So if there is one area that he has been more efficient, it's been getting to the basket. It's been driving the ball. And certainly you want him to do that because his three-point shot isn't there. Now, when you look at his overall shot profile, one thing you do typically expect is as players increase their volume, their efficiency goes down. They're taking more shots. There's more opportunities for misses. So Wagner is averaging six and a half field goal attempts per game in the restricted area and another 4.3 per game in the paint outside the restricted area. That means 10.8 of his 16 field goal attempts, remember four, four and a half of those are threes, are coming in the paint. In fact, the total... of his shots come in the restricted area and 65.3% of his shots come in the paint in general. Now, he's shooting okay. His numbers are a little bit down from last year. 
Average 5.1 field goal attempts per game in the restricted area. Shot 65.4% last year. This year, he's shooting 61.9%. So, again, it's not perfect. But this is the bigger takeaway, I think, from what we're looking at with Franz. With Franz Wagner, we are seeing a player who is asserting himself a lot more, who's getting the ball in his hands and is trying to create, is trying to drive. And yes, he's still trying to be a three-point threat, and that obviously isn't as good as it was last year. Uh, and then that's an area where I think having Markel Fultz back is going to help him tremendously. Having a Joe Ingles who passes the ball so well is going to help him tremendously. At the end of the day, what we're seeing, though, is while these shooting numbers are down, Wagner has taken some really important steps forward as a player, as a driver, as a scorer, in all the exact ways that every Magic fan complained about for the last two years, that he wasn't as assertive, that he wasn't as involved. Now there's no doubt about it. He's using a quarter of the possessions that he's in the game. And yes, he plays with that bench group and is kind of the leader of that bench group. He is a driving force for this team. And that's all you want to see. Now comes the challenge. Can Franz layer on top of that? Can he be more efficient? Can he be a better finisher at the rim? Can he get to the foul line one more time per game? Can he can he hit those threes when they come to him? Can he add that mid-range? Can he add a mid-range game? Uh, he doesn't really do mid-range shots. Can he add, can he be more effective from the three-point line? Because, if, you know, same thing with Paolo's free throws. If Paolo hits his free throws at 70%, that's going to add two, three more points. If Franz starts hitting threes, that's going to add two, three more points. And all of a sudden, you have two guys floating with 25 points per game instead of just 20. This is what I mean by Franz taking a step forward. While there are things to be concerned about in areas that he has struggled in, not denying that, not hiding from it. There are also undeniably places where he has taken steps forward. And this is the crux of the Magic season. Because the trade wheel is starting to turn. The rumor mill is starting to turn. And I think before we dive deep into whatever rumors might pop up over the next couple weeks, over the next seven weeks before we get to the trade deadline, we have to first remember what the goal of the season is. We're going to talk about the Magic building their foundation and, and why that is what matters coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players who are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Today, let's talk about Brandon Pozemski, uh, the Golden State Warriors rookie. He's looked comfortable as a starter for the Warriors and is widely available in fantasy leagues. He contributes across the board, Josh says. If you watched the Warriors game against the Nuggets, ESPN reported, uh, quoted Steve Kerr as saying, no matter who comes back or what changes the lineup, Pazemski is going to start. And so that means opportunity. That means he's going to continue to get chances. Pazemski is certainly a player to keep an eye on. Another, a player to keep an eye on for the Orlando Magic this week in a busy, busy week with the, with the Wizards 
with the Wizards, uh, Sixers, Knicks, and then heading out west to the Suns next Sunday. Keep an eye out on Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, obviously the sixth man for this Magic team. While Anthony Black is still starting, Cole Anthony's minutes continue to creep up. They, the Magic continue to lean on him for offense and for stability with that second unit. Cole Anthony continues to put up really, really flashing numbers. Josh Lloyd from Locked on Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. It's always difficult to take care of your car, and with more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They have everything from brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit's only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only exclusions apply. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Podcast Network's first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. We are going to get into trade deadline season. Um, the rumor mill is already starting to spin. Um, you know, I, I've got my writers on Orlando Magic Daily eagerly writing about the trade deadline, starting to pitch targets. And, and I'm still very much at the at the stage of like, don't pitch me fake trades yet. I don't really want to hear fake trades yet. Just give me targets. Give me players that might be available. Tell me why they fit. Let's uncover some truth about the Magic's roster before we start like really getting into the nitty gritty. And really, the bottom line is this. We are still seven weeks away from the trade deadline. At this time of year, the teams that are ready to make moves are the ones that are panicking. So I'm not saying don't pick up the phone and if there's a crazy deal that you have to take out there, don't take it. But this is not the time you typically see deals get made. This is the time when teams really begin to assess where their roster is at. What can they accomplish this season? And what are their long-term needs? The fact of the matter is we still have more than a month until the trade deadline takes place. We're at game 25. Game 41 is January 14th or 15th. Um, We still have a lot of data to collect. And so I I will caution everybody. If you see a rumor out there this early, it's not that it's not real. It's just still very, very early. And so, you know, look, the Magic got connected to Tyus Jones already. That's been a guy that's been on a lot of Magic fans' wish lists. You know, I I know I have mentioned Malcolm Brogdon on the show as the kind of player that I would probably that I would chase and I would target if I were the, if I were the Magic. I'm not saying I pulled the trigger on a deal, but. That's that. That's the kind of player that I'd be going after. There's been some fresh rumors about DeJounte Murray and the Atlanta Hawks as, as they continue to struggle. That's another, you know, if the Magic want to go big, that might be a place where I head as well. Um, just from a roster fit without even thinking about what the Magic give up. I'm not even at the point where I think about what do the Magic give up. It's more about, okay, what do we need and how do we go about and, and, and who fits that bill before we figure out the cost? 
Um, let's just go Zillow shopping right now. What do we need from a house? Let's just take a look. Let's just take a look at the pictures. That's that's where we're at at the trade zone. Because right now it's about analyzing the Magic's roster and analyzing what the Magic need. And, and look, we all know the Magic needs shooting. Not pretending otherwise. That has to be a consideration with everything the Magic do. But as I've told just about everyone who's asked me, this season is still not about this season. I know everyone hates me saying that, and, and it, it feels like a cop-out, but I want to rewind the tape a little bit. Rewind it back to October. Rewind it back to September. When we were thinking, what do we want to get out of the season? What is the important thing to get out of this season? And obviously, we all, I think, agreed, play some pressure games, be in the playoff hunt, and test, you know, find the stresses on this team. But more important than that, this season is about establishing a foundation. Go back to Saturday's game. And if you didn't, and if you didn't listen to, to Saturday, Sunday's episode of Locked on Magic, go ahead and do so after this game to break down what I thought was one of the best wins of the season at Indiana. But rewind the tape back to Saturday, Saturday with me. After the game, Tyrese Halliburton says, what the Magic are doing with their big wings and their decision-making wings, that's the future of the NBA. That's the trend of the NBA. Buddy Heel talked about Buddy Heel talked about after the game, that team is beatable. Backhanded compliment if I ever heard one, but we'll take it. That team is beatable, but they play really hard, and that makes them tough. Look, Indiana after that game, you know, and Rick Carlisle said it too. They got put, you know, Rick Carlisle said after the game, we can't wait for the other team to punch us in the mouth. The Magic punched first, took a big lead, and held on once again. Um, and again, really gutsy win for Orlando. Love, love that win for Orlando, the way that they fought back after they gave up that gave up the lead at halftime. Um, just that, that was just really mature professional win for this team on the road, especially against a really motivated opponent. I think a lot of what Indiana said after the game and the frustrations they were feeling against Orlando was really more about their shortcomings and their uneasy. I don't want to say uneasiness because I think they really do buy into their identity, but their understanding that they need a lot more than perhaps a team like the Magic has. The Magic, sitting at fourth in the Eastern Conference, Miami is playing behind me as, as I'm recording this, so maybe tied for fourth in the Eastern Conference after, after tonight. Um, Orlando has a clear understanding of what its identity is. They have a clear understanding of who they are and what they are trying to be. They have a clear understanding of the direction they want to go and really... All that Jeff Wellman was missing as he was continually collecting these long-armed players was a North Star, star players to guide this team forward. And so, yeah, they got Franz Wagner. He's really good. They got Paolo Bancaro, as I mentioned on Saturday. He's going to be an all-star this year if things keep going the way they're going. Um, they have those players, those central you know, pillar players to push this team forward. And that's what this season is about. This season is about that foundation. Being fifth in the league in defensive rating, creating an offense that trusts these six foot 10 playmaking forwards to make plays, to make decisions, and to make the right decisions. And yeah, 
they're going to make mistakes this year. So when I say this season is not about this season, where the Magic end up finishing this season, as long as they're in the playoffs, that's ultimately not important. So I, I like I, I know I've said this a million times, Orlando's not going to make a move at this deadline to save the season. If the Magic slip from fourth to fifth, they're not going to care. That's not the goal. The goal right now, it's to build the core of this identity, to lay, you know, they're layering the foundation for the championship team they want to become. They're layering that, they're laying that foundation down. And then you put the dressing on top of it. So, you know, a lot of fans have complained to me this Magic team doesn't have shooting. Why don't they value shooting? It's not that they don't value shooting, it's that at this stage of their development, they value that defensive identity more. They would rather be a killer defensive team that can't score than a team like Indiana that, that can score at will but can't defend. Because despite the explosion of three-point shooting in this league, the best teams still defend at a very high level. Boston is Boston's offense is killer. They're ranked the same defensively as Orlando. You know, Denver is a, a notch below Orlando. Miami is Miami. Like, all that the Milwaukee has taken some major step back, steps back defensively, and that's a big reason why they're concerned about their championship hopes this year. The Magic want to lay this foundation defensively down and layer shooting on top of it. They want a culture and a core that is so ingrained with what they want to do defensively that as they add these new players, they learn that defense too. Or the players as much teach that defense as much as anything else. I, I'm not sitting here and saying the Magic shouldn't add shooting. If the right shooter comes along, you know, make a trade. If the right trade comes along, if the right player, if the target is there, go for it. Same, It's my same rule as the draft. If there is a player that you think fits perfectly, you know, not whatever the cost, but make the deal happen. You know, you could find end of the bench role players or, you know, back, back into the rotation role players anywhere. And the Magic have money to spend this summer. Not that there's anyone to spend it on. The Magic this year, though, are focused on building that foundation. And that's why this season, you know, assuming they can carry this forward, already feels like a success. Because that foundation feels pretty good. Is it strong yet? Is it ready for the stress test of an outside force that this team doesn't know very well? Especially in a trade situation where you don't get the chance to really sit down and talk with them in free agency? That's a fair question. And I think the Magic, as an organization, are more inclined to let this group figure themselves, figure things out and figure and, and, and kind of see where this takes them before they start tinkering too much. I, 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 I'm going to be honest, knowing Jeff Weltman, unless there's a killer deal out there, I, I think the magic, the magic's default position is to let this group figure it out. Now, like if Markel Fultz is lost for the season, I think they do address the point guard position uh, and, and do make a long, long-term gain. And like I said, every deal they make from here on out is, is a long-term proposition. It's not about this year. This year is not important. This year is important 
but it isn't the goal. You know, that, you know, Jamal Mosley's thinking about this year. Jeff Weltman's thinking about 2025, 2026. That's what he cares about. And this team's obviously taken some important steps for that. And that's why this year's been fun. The Orlando Magic have had a great season, but have they had a Christmas Day level season? We'll talk about why the Magic should play on Christmas Day next year and who they should play against coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. It is about to be a very, very busy week here in Central Florida. The Magic play the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday. The Pop-Tarts Bowl between NC State and Kansas State takes place Thursday. The Orlando Magic hosts the New York Knicks on Friday. I just got an alert actually from Game Time telling me ticket prices for that game are down. So get going on that. Uh, and then, of course, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl between the Tennessee Volunteers and the Iowa Hawkeyes, two teams I absolutely loathe, is next Monday. I will be at every single one of those games, actually. But if I it's covering them, but if I needed tickets to those games, game time is the place to go. If you're visiting Central Florida, if you live in Central Florida, game time is your ticket to the game. Game time is my favorite ticketing app. They the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They give you all in prices to show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without any fees. And really, you just buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Down Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. It's never too late to give the gift of tickets, and Game Time app makes it easy to do. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We had a, you know, uh, the, the, I'm recording this at about 8.30 p.m. Eastern time here on Christmas Day. The Miami Heat taking on the Philadelphia 76ers right now. It was a busy, busy, busy day in the NBA. Some solid basketball, and I'm sure that these last two games will be just as fun and solid too, but I'm not going to lie. I miss the Orlando Magic playing on Christmas Day, and, and that might just be because I'm, I'm Jewish and my, my, my Christmas routine is usually watching basketball or going to a movie and eating Chinese food. I did order Chinese food, traditional Christmas meal uh, for, 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 uh, for us. Um, uh, it's, uh, I miss playing on Christmas. Like it be, it just means a lot. It means that a, you have a superstar player. The league hopes to market B. It means your team matters for the first time since 2012. Actually all 10 teams playing on Christmas day had records better than 500. It's pretty awesome. Um, so this is a showcase day. If you're playing on Christmas, it means the NBA wants to uh, wants to emphasize you. Obviously, the Magic are not that team yet. We only get one national TV game. It's coming up in February at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Judging by how both how good the Thunder and the Magic are, that game's not getting moved for anything. I hope not. Um, but yes, that is the week of All-Star Weekend, and I will admit that that's a little disappointing too because it's at a time when, you know, maybe the play isn't as great. Um, I will also say wholeheartedly 
the NBA is dropping the ball on developing new stars by not getting Indiana Pacers on a little bit, a little bit more. I will shout out my friends with the Pacers, even though they've struggled since the in-season tournament. The way Tyrese Halliburton played in those two games, they should have been jumping to get the Pacers on, uh, get get them on a little bit more. They only have one more national TV game on in January at Boston as well. Um, and look, I get it. You know, the NBA is a little afraid to take risks on developing new stars, but they need to develop some new stars. They need to get some new blood. They need to really make these young players feel big. It's it's all everything's wrestling. You know, you got to make you got to give them good shine against even established players to show like, hey, these young kids are coming up. That's ultimately what the playoffs are going to do for the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, again, there's probably no rookie of the year, no number one overall pick, no young player who averages 20 points per game that has gone gone so far under the radar than Paolo Bancaro. Everybody should be talking about how good this kid has been and how good he is leading, leading the Orlando Magic to the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference at Christmas. Obviously, he has to continue doing it. we got a long way to go this season. Um, but if he continues to do it, if the Magic are in that 4-5 uh, series in the first round, if Paolo does have a good game, good series, if the Magic do somehow advance to the second round, and that's not, you know, we'll see how the Magic look against the Knicks on Friday, um, that's not wholly impossible. Um, I don't want to say it's likely, but it, it's not impossible. Um the magic, the magic are quickly going to be part of the conversation. You talk, everyone who plays this magic team says a lot of the same things. It wasn't just the Pacers on Saturday. Giannis complimented the magic a ton uh, after the game on Thursday. And, and, you know, again, the magic, you know, I think even the magic acknowledged they played well, even though they lost that game on Thursday, they found some stuff that they carried over to Saturday's game. Look, I'm not here. I, you know, yes. I do. I think the magic, should be should play on Christmas next year? Probably not. They're probably not quite ready for that stage. But I don't think it's far-fetched to think that the Magic could be a Christmas Day team on, in 2024 and certainly be a Christmas Day team again in, 20, on, in 2025. It's all about this team continuing to come together and continuing to improve. Just like all-star voting, just like, all, just like all-star selections, all of this is dependent on the Magic continuing to win. Winning is ultimately rewarded unless you have a super duper star player like Tracy McGrady was back in 2000 uh, on Christmas day, 2003. Um, when he got the honor of defeating LeBron in his first Christmas, Christmas game in an overtime victory for the magic. Um, one of the, probably the greatest Christmas day game in magic history. I might add, um, eh, 95 was up there. 95 was a good game too. Um, we've had some, we have some good Christmas memories. Um, still this is a magic team that is going to get put on this stage very, very soon. That's ultimately where we're headed. And look, you know, Jamal Mosley was asked on Wednesday how he feels about potentially playing on Christmas. And Mosley, ever the family man, and good on him, um, said, you know, I'd rather spend time with my family. And I think most of these guys would too, but it is an incredible honor to play on Christmas. It does mean you matter. It does mean the league sees you as important to their overall marketing. It means the league sees you as part of the bigger picture of the season. It means they believe you can contend or you're going to contend for a title, if not for eyeballs. And that's the thing. This Magic team is completely unproven as far as drawing eyeballs and, and drawing people to their games. That's ultimately why the Magic are not on national TV. We're a small market, relatively young city. 
uh, certainly a young city as far as big time stuff. I was actually talking with someone over the weekend about it and, you know, giving them a tour downtown Orlando and said, and she, and the person I was with asked, uh, asked me, you know, why are there any like old buildings, old historic buildings? And I'm like, you know, not really this, like, this was a small town and then Disney moved in in the seventies. So really we're only like as a real city, the city's only 50 years old and certainly the explosion of this city and its growth in the last 15 to 20 years outpieces its entire growth before then, as far as being a kind of major metropolis. And I will say the event center deal, Kia center, Dr. Phillips performing arts center was a big driver of that. Those that stuff does matter. Um, this city has really begun to gain its own identity, but it hasn't hit the TV markets yet. You know, Orlando, the Met Orlando Daytona Beach metro areas are the 20th largest uh, media market in the country, but uh, Orlando is currently the largest city without an NFL team, but it hasn't quite hit Fifth Avenue in New York and, and the advertisers. So the Magic do need a transcendent star or to be one of the best teams in the league to get that kind of attention. Are the Magic going to get there within a year? You know, I think most of us would say this year is about just making the playoffs. Next year is about fighting for home court advantage. The year after that's about getting into the second round and competing for the conference finals. So sure, within the next two to three seasons, absolutely. But if the NBA wants to develop and grow a star, Paolo Bancaro is a star that they could develop and grow. He is certainly a player that, that can, can draw people to him. And he's already had some big games in his second season. And everyone's going to get introduced to him a little bit more when he goes to All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis this February. That's going to be a big moment for him and for this franchise. Um, but ultimately, what this Magic team, and on top of that, we're already seeing a, a lot of players around this league really respect Jamal Mosley and really dig what the Magic are building. You know, Orlando's going to have free agent money this summer. Again, I, there's not a lot of free agents to spend it on, but the Magic could very easily become players in the trade market. They've kept themselves flexible enough to do it. I think that's another reason why the Magic might hang tight uh, again and see what develops in the offseason when teams again reevaluate their rosters after the playoffs. This is a team, this is a franchise that is very, very clearly on the rise. And while Christmas game next year might be a bit premature, especially since the Magic are not on national TV at all this year. Certainly next year, we'll see the Magic on national TV a whole lot more. And certainly within the next two to three seasons, a Christmas Day game is very, very, very possible. All the Magic have to do is take care of their own business. Keep growing, keep developing, keep building on that foundation, keep taking steps forward, and the Magic will be there very, very soon. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all fun places on the podcast to your podcast enabling device. You can also check us out on YouTube on our YouTube page. Go to youtube.com slash at Locked On Magic to watch all of these podcasts as well. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can also support me and check out my Patreon page for extra content too at patreon.com slash Hub. Thank you again for all of your support. The Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. That's going to do it for me today. Though, today, though, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. 
For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. I hope everyone had a very, very, very Merry Christmas, a very happy holidays, and I hope we're ready for a strong finish to 2023 as we look ahead to 2024. Merry Christmas and happy holidays once again. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.